Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. are on their way to Washington, and my initial thoughts aren't likely going to match with some of yours. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to join the insiders today. And from there, you'll get news, inside analysis, bonus content, and exclusive one-on-one conversations with me via text message. And we're doing that seven days a week, especially this weekend. A whole lot of news coming down for the Washington Commanders. A lot of speculation turning into news. Again, join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to get in on all of that fun. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support for the show. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers, you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. On this episode, we have got a scheme-focused mock draft Monday, and we take our first look at Cliff Kingsbury's offense in Washington. But first, we got to talk about the no, the news that broke late Sunday that Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. are coming to Washington to be your offensive and defensive coordinators, respectively. And I'm going to tell you right now that I am not as excited about it as a lot of people are in the fan base and some of the some of the peers of mine in the media landscape. We're going to talk about that here. We're also going to dive deeper into Joe Witt Jr., but understand this. We talked about Joe Wood Jr. a little bit last week when the report surfaced that he was likely to leave with Dan Quinn. So today we're going to do an entire dive on Cliff Kingsbury. We've yet to talk about him uh, in any type of real fashion. So we're going to talk about Cliff today. We will talk more about Joe later on this week. We've got the press conference with Dan Quinn coming up on Monday afternoon. So I will be there for that. We're going to take some stuff from that. We're probably going to talk a little bit more Cliff on Tuesday. And then going into Tuesday, Wednesday, in the middle of the week, we will get to Joe Witt Jr. But by and large, the scheme is going to be Dan Quinn's scheme. It's going to be what we talked about last week when Dan Quinn was first uh, announced or, or, you know, the news first came out that he was going to be uh, the head coach and what that defense might look like. So we're going to continue to flesh this out. Just be patient. If you're looking for Joe Witt Jr., we were we're going to get to we've got two and a half hours of total content every week. We are going to get to these items, but I don't want to rush it just to get every topic in and do all that. I'd rather give you good, solid information or analysis or opinion on everything than rush to get everything in uh, into one and, and jam pack it like sardines. Hopefully that jives uh, with you guys. So if you're not an everyday, maybe this week is a good week to become an everyday. We're going to be talking about all this stuff and we're going to be diving deep and we're going to need to dive deep. Cause like I said, I'm not incredibly moved by the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury as uh, the offensive coordinator. So for those who don't know, Cliff Kingsbury, former USC offensive advisor, uh, Arizona Cardinals, head, head, former head Arizona head, Cardinals head coach uh, before that, also coached at Texas Tech, coached for the Houston Cougars, Texas A&M, I think for a period of time. Uh, so he's got a, an extensive coaching career, right? But something that when it became known that Cliff Kingsbury was really beginning becoming an offensive coordinator candidate for the Washington Commanders, I reached out to Locked On Cardinals host Alex Clancy here on the network, and I said, hey, man, you know, 
Cliff Kingsbury, I know you're not a big fan of his as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, uh, just kind of, you know, a real quick kind of just idea, just kind of set me on a path here. And what he told me is that Cliff Kingsbury as an offensive coordinator can put together a great movie trailer, but the movie isn't that great. And that is not what you want to hear. Now, I dove into Cliff Kingsbury's history a little bit, dove into some of the numbers and some of the production. And dating back to 2008 with the Houston Cougars, he has been a part of just seven winning teams in 16 years. And even those seven winning teams, some of those are barely above 500, i.e. one win above 500. Some of them have been very solid squads. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, this is a coach, offensive coach that comes from a lot of programs, a lot of teams that tend to struggle. Now he has used a lot of 10 and 12 personnel in his career, especially in his first year in Arizona, which I don't necessarily hate. We all know that 11 personnel is the most popular personnel package. That's one running back, one tight end. Uh, most popular personnel package in the National Football League has been for quite some time. Um, so to see a coordinator, see an offensive-minded head coach, they use a little bit more 10, one running back, uh, no tight end, so you're spreading the field out, or one running back, two tight ends, so you're bringing in a little bit of, of heft for, the, for your offensive line. Uh, I like that. I like that diversity a little bit, right? But – Here's where I don't like things. I don't like coordinators and coaches that are just cemented in one way. That's where I think Eric Bieniemy went wrong in 2023. That's kind of one of the reasons I'm sure you've been able to tell, or uh, sometimes I've just flat out said, have kind of cooled on Eric Bieniemy uh, and what he was going to bring here to Washington. But 91% of Cliff Kingsbury's offense in 2021 came out of the shotgun. Now, Washington Post, uh, Sam Fortier, good buddy of mine, fellow beat reporter uh, out there at Ashburn all the time. He said that the lowest, the lowest amount of shotgun Cliff Kingsbury ever used in Arizona was somewhere in the 80 percentile range. That is a massive, massive fixation on shotgun. His most successful or his most play action came uh, in in the 2021 NFL season. Sorry, used 23 percent play action. So 91 percent of the time, the Arizona Cardinals, then they're in their most successful season. Mind you, this is their most successful year together. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, 91 percent of the time they were in shotgun. 23% of the time they were using play action and every day is we've had this conversation about play action in the shotgun. It is, is incredibly difficult to effectively operate play action out of shotgun. One of our principal complaints about Eric B throughout the season, running the ball out of shotgun play action out of shotgun cliff Kingsbury is going to do that. He's going to do it more than Eric B did it. Why does play action struggle in shotgun? Because the ball is never hidden. The quarterback never turns his back to the line of scrimmage, never hides the ball from the defenders. The defenders can see the ball the entire time. Plus, if the ball is handed off to the running back, the running back is four yards behind the line of scrimmage. The defenders have a natural ability because of that gap to not have to crash as fast on play action when it's coming out of shotgun. When it's coming from under center and the quarterback is hiding the ball, they're forced to commit a little bit faster or they're forced to not commit and and essentially commit to the pass, right? And potentially leave running lanes open for the running back. That is why play action tends to work better, uh, generally speaking, under center than it does in shotgun. In a Cliff Kingsbury offense, you're absolutely going to get all that play action or most of that play action, about 90% of that play action, out of the shotgun, which requires that you have a legitimate rushing quarterback threat because that now forces the, the, the defense to step up. Because if you have a quarterback that can take that ball, put it in the running back's gut, but also pull it out and run for a lot of yards himself, now the defense has to collapse. So if you put stick the ball out, put it in the running back's gut, the defense collapses. If you have a smart quarterback fast enough, you pull the ball out, you hit him for an open lane uh, behind the linebackers, behind the third level, whatever it is. That is how having a mobile quarterback, not a quarterback that can move, but a legit mobile quarterback can help improve play action out of shotgun. That is why it's, a, it's designed for quarterbacks 
like guys like Kyler Murray. Also, Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels. And those two guys are named, their names are about to skyrocket. Drake May's name, guys, you can pretty much take Drake May off the board. In fact, I would probably take Michael Penix Jr. off the board. I don't think he's immobile enough to really succeed in this, in this, uh, in this game. So I would just take him probably off the board completely. So Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, those are the two guys you're going to be looking at. And to me, there's a little bit of issue there along with uh, all this stuff. So, but when you look at Cliff Kingsbury, right, here's, here's the thing. So I've already kind of gone into this a little bit and, and I'm, I'm a big fan of trying to counteract confirmation bias, right? Confirmation bias, if you don't know, is this human tendency we have to say, here's my opinion. Here's what I think is the truth. Now, when I look around at the world, all I see is things that tell me I'm right because we, we have a natural need to be right. So I've gone out there a little bit already. And I, and I do say a little bit because this news just broke Sunday night as I was driving back from coming to a Wizards game. So I have not had a whole lot of time to really digest this, but I tried to try to differ a little bit of con- or trying to try to fight confirmation bias a little bit. What I keep seeing is, well, he worked with Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams is a top quarterback prospect uh, coming out of the NFL draft. Listen, Here's the thing. How much credit is he getting versus how much credit should he get? Caleb Williams was a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback when Cliff Kingsbury got to him. Right. So that's first and foremost. Um, To me, that's like saying, well, I was in Ford Field when Eminem was there, so I should get a contract with Death Row or with Aftermath Records. And that's not at all going to be the thing. And yes, that's a little bit more of a dramatic example, obviously a little bit hyperbolic there on my part. But hopefully you get the point Um, before Cliff Kingsbury. Caleb Williams threw for over 4,500 yards, 9.1 yards per pass attempt, uh, 42 touchdowns, five interceptions. Afterwards, uh, his yards per pass attempt went up 0.3 yards, which is good, but his touchdown rate dropped half a percentage and his interception rate went up 0.2%. So again, the, the, the stats really are very similar, first of all, but where you want to see him improve, he didn't improve a whole lot. Where you want to see him not get worse, he actually got worse in the interception rate and touchdown rates. Uh, his rush yards per carry dropped from 3.4 yards of the year before Kingsbury arrived to 1.5 yards after he arrived. His sacks went up half a game, uh, half a sack per game. And for Cliff Kingsbury specifically, there are discipline issues across his coaching tenure, specifically in Arizona. He had a coaching incident in Mexico that led to a coach being dismissed. And of course, the infamous Kyler Murray contract situation. So, There are just some reasons to be concerned here about Cliff Kingsbury, the leader, about Cliff Kingsbury's scheme and how how suitable it is. But there are also some reasons to be excited. And I'm not going to completely ignore those just because I do have my misgivings. Hopefully, you're not going to ignore my misgivings just because you're incredibly excited. But let's talk about those exciting reasons coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by DoorDash. Order on DoorDash and save on all your watch party favorites. Whether it's the NFL draft coming up, maybe like sitting around watching the scouting combine exercises, whatever it is, get your pizza, your wings, your soda, your burgers. Maybe you just need buns. You got everything else. Order it on DoorDash and get everything delivered without missing a snap, a rep, a drill, whatever it is you're watching. You also get your chips, dip, nachos, anything you need, groceries, restaurants, retail, all of it is on there. All your favorite restaurants, your favorite stores, and they're all on the app so you can get everything you need to be game day ready. Or if you want to get prepared ahead of time, stock up on your favorite appetizers, order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash as well. Then get ready to watch your team win or your favorite player perform. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use the code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. 
and spend $15 or more subject to change. Terms apply. This episode of Locked On Commanders also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. We are going to need some patience with this new coaching staff. I promise you that right now. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, maintain your, your patience, and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Continuing on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every day, make sure you come back tomorrow. Again, we're talking with Dan Quinn for the first time on Monday afternoon. I'll have thoughts, insight, takes uh, from that. Also, we'll have Alex Clancy of Locked On Commanders, or Locked On Cardinals, rather, coming through to tell us what he thinks about Cliff Kingsbury. And I'm currently trying to schedule Marcus Mosier to come back on to tell us what he thinks about Joe Witt Jr. So a lot of things going on. A lot of people coming through to share insight information, of course. I'm going to be leading it all for you, so make sure you come back for that uh, tomorrow and all through the week. We'll be diving deep into the roster, into the schemes, seeing who fits, who doesn't fit, where they need to improve, all kinds of just fun stuff diving into. Now that we've got coordinators, we got schemes. We can start talking about some real stuff that's going to have major impacts moving forward. Locked On's also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So one more reason uh, that Cliff Kingsbury understandably used shotgun in Arizona is because Kyler Murray's stature, I'm sure, very short dude, uh, but also because it affords quarterback more room to navigate and read because Cliff Kingsbury's offense likes to go deep which is incredibly exciting, potentially. If the receivers can get there, they can get open, and the offensive line can protect the quarterback enough to make it work. Now, Caleb Williams is listed at six foot one, which is taller than uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, took 449 dropbacks out of shotgun last year at USC out of a total of 452 dropbacks. Now, 449 out of 452, I'm not going to pull out a calculator, but that's over 90%. That's over 98%, probably 99%, 95%, whatever it is. Uh, it's a lot. Pretty much every snap that Caleb Williams took in 2023 was out of the shotgun. So the good news is that Cliff Kingsbury can run his 80 plus percent shotgun offense with Williams because Williams already knows how to do it. He's comfortable with it. But what about the deficiencies in shotgun? Again, we talked about this uh, a little bit, the play action pass. And again, Cliff Kingsbury using that about a quarter of the time during his time in Arizona relies on a mobile quarterback, not just a quarterback that can move. But according to SIS, Caleb Williams, because again, he is going to be, we talk about the ripple effects of this thing, right? It's already happened. Cliff Kingsbury comes to Washington. Caleb Williams is going to be the focal point for the remainder of this offseason. Like, when is the, when are the commanders going to tra trade up for him? Is it going to work? Does he want to come? And a question that I kind of have is, was Cliff Kingsbury hired because they wanted to make Caleb Williams happy? Because we've all heard the stories about Caleb Williams 
kind of picking and choosing whether or not he wants to play for a franchise or not. Was this made? And also, by the way, Caleb Williams expressing on social media his pleasure of Cliff Kingsbury getting a job in the National Football League. So if this is a decision, and again, this is an if, this is a speculatory thing, right? If this is a decision that was made to placate a rookie quarterback to be who has not even entered in the National Football League yet, I think you're making a very dangerous move. You're setting a dangerous president telling this player that he is more important than pretty much everything else on this roster. And you're telling your locker room, we're going to hire a coach specifically because this quarterback wants him. I hope that's not what's happening here. I hope that's just a happy coincidence uh, because that to me is a very dangerous road to go down. If things start going south, that could turn on Caleb Williams and Cliff Kingsbury and everybody involved, obviously very, very quickly, but you're going to have to rely on a mobile quarterback that can run the ball. Uh, according to Sports Info Solutions, Caleb Williams ran the ball 27 times last season when under pressure. That's not total carries. That's just scrambling under pressure or scrambling because uh, the coverage, it's, you know, to prevent a coverage sack, right? That's 21st in, in NCAA football. Doesn't sound like a lot, but when you remember that there's over 200 schools in NCAA football, that's top 10%. So Caleb Williams is top 10% in scrambling with the ball as a quarterback. He gained 178 yards doing so. It's 6.6 yards per scramble. Not terrible, right? In his last college season, Kyler Murray did it 28 times for 345 yards. That is a 12.3 yards per scramble average. Now, in Kyler Murray's rookie season in 2019, he scrambled under pressure 21 times. He gained 156 yards. That's 7.4 yards per scramble. That's a decrease of nearly five yards per scramble because the NFL is hard. It's harder to do. The linebackers are faster. The safeties are faster. They're smarter. They understand things better. It's harder to find that space in the National Football League. In Cliff Kingsbury's offense, there's an ability to keep Murray and his drives alive at times, but it was still a five yards per scramble average decrease from college to the pros than it was in college. Now, that doesn't mean that Caleb Williams, you know, 6.6 yards per scramble is going to drop to 1.6 yards per scramble necessarily. It's not a one-for-one type of equation, but the point is if Kyler Murray's elusiveness still took a five-yard per scramble hit in the National Football League, then it's realistic to expect Caleb Williams uh, elusiveness is going to take a hit as well. And also don't forget that Kyler Murray got injured scrambling in a non-contact injury running backs. If you remember, have a short shelf life because of how much contact they take and how much punishment they put on their limbs and their ligaments running quarterbacks don't tend to run safe. Just think about RG three. They tend to be a little bit reckless with their bodies. And again, it just shortens their shelf life. It just tends to, I'll say, generally speaking, there's no guarantees in anything and you can't scout and you can't draft scared, right? But it's almost like we're seeing the Washington Commanders go from one extreme to the other. You go from Scott Turner, who has a mobile, capable quarterback and a guy like Taylor Heineke and pretty much just tells him to stand there in the pocket like a statue to a offensive coordinator now who is known. And I'm going to keep saying it that way because we have not seen Cliff Kingsbury call a single game for the Washington Commanders. So I'm not telling you this is what's going to happen just looking at his history, running the ball with the quarterback and running when the play breaks down is very much a part of what Cliff Kingsbury wants his quarterbacks to do. We're now, we're now, we're, we're going from, you can't do it at all. And where we should be is do it if it's necessary, but don't take unnecessary risks to this is now a part of our attack. You running the ball is now a part of our attack. And when you tell a mobile quarterback that that is part of the attack plan, they're going to attack it, which means they're going to take more hits. And again, just the history tells you they're more they're more likely to suffer a major injury. Now, whether or not they bounce back from that injury, when it happens, how it happens, those are all big, you know, what ifs and unknowns. But the fun in this potential scheme 
comes in why you want that scrambler. Why do you need that scrambler? Because you are looking for big plays and deep shots. What a deep shots, what a deep developing routes cause. They cause spread out defenses, which causes gaps in the defenses, which opens up lanes for quarterbacks to run. You're going to have some potential for some explosives, but it means you're going to need to get tackles that don't get beat inside. And you're going to need an entire interior line group that can hold up long enough for those routes to develop. We did not see that in Washington in 23. Oh, and you're going to need more receivers. Like the kind of receivers you can go five wide with and feel comfortable. So you're not likely going to go receivers and linemen in every pick of the NFL draft, right? So what does a mock draft look like with these new developments? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. The games, the food, the commercials, generally good company at your watch party. I'm also a sucker for building my own parlays, but sometimes I get a little too cute for my own good, but you know what? It's fun anyway, and that's the point. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl straight up, Super Bowl 58 winner, but also FanDuel has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and much more. And you can build your own parlays like I like to do. New customers join today, and you will get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Up today's episode of Locked On Commanders Mock Draft Monday. It is Monday. I promise that we would do Mock Draft Monday every Monday. Not a full Mock Draft Monday episode, obviously, but we are going to look at. We've got our defensive scheme. We had that last week with the arrival of Dan Quinn. We now have our offensive scheme. You're looking for deep passes. You're looking for a mobile quarterback, uh, and you're looking for a lot of excitement. We talked about some things today that I have a little bit of concern about. We talked about some things that I have some excitement about. I think there's a mixed bag here. Uh, to be taken. I know some people are just full-blown excitement, and hey, I'm all for it, man. Hype season is my favorite time of season, but I'm also all about being honest with you guys, and that's what I have been today, and I will continue to be as we move forward. But I also promise you, I am going to go into this thing looking for confirmation bias defeaters, and if I find them, I'm going to share them with you. So if you uh, think that I'm wrong, that's perfectly fine, and if I f- find out that I'm wrong, I will be the first one to share it with you. But let's look at a mock draft Monday. Now, looking at these new schemes that we can see the Washington Commanders filling in on. And here is my first post-Dan Quinn hire mock draft, and number two overall, we're going quarterback Jaden Daniels. Look, Caleb Williams was the number one quarterback taken by the Chicago Bears, so he's no longer on the board, which means Jaden Daniels becomes your top Cliff Kingsbury-style quarterback, so he is the easy pick at number two. Number 36 overall, we're going left tackle Troy Fatanu out of Washington. He's probably going to be my number 36 pick for a while now uh, until he moves up the boards into the first round, which he probably will eventually. But for now, he's still available there at number 36, so we're going to take him and we're going to give our new quarterback, Jane Daniels, uh, a left tackle to help protect him as he sits back there looking for those deep bombs that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be calling up. Number 40, we're going the opposite side of the ball. They can't all be offensive players. They can't all be pass protectors, but we can get it busy with the pass rushers. Edge rusher Chop Robinson coming out of Penn State, looking to get after the opposing quarterbacks, keep those defenses on the field. When the opposing offense does come on the field, get them off of there quickly so we tire them out. 
while they're running with our wide receivers so that Jaden can fan, find guys like Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson down the field for big plays. Number 67, we're saying defense. We're on linebacker Jeremiah Trotter Jr. out of Clemson. Uh, he's a plus pass rushing linebacker, solid tackler, solid coverage ability, and he's a trash sorter. He knows how to sift through the trash, sift through the noise, and in today's NFL with all the mesh concepts and the misdirections and the options and all this other crap, you need someone who can sift through all of it. And then number 100, we're coming back to the offensive line guard, Cooper Beebe out of Kansas State. So all those guys from where I sit right now in the evaluation process match what we're doing on offense. They match what we're doing on defense. You get an interior lineman to potentially help protect the middle of the field because you know defenses love to pressure quarterbacks up the face uh, or up their face, in their face. And we get you a left tackle to protect the blindside edge along with the quarterback that could potentially make those deep passes and also escape if need be uh, to make some plays with his feet. And we get a couple of pass rushers uh, along with Jeremiah Trotter Jr., who kind of has a little bit of hybrid uh, pass coverage ability, better off as a pass rusher, but certainly has some coverage ability as well. We also had an insider come through, Michael, unsolicited. I love it, with a, a mock draft of his own. Mock draft Monday, and he is taking the trade up for Caleb Williams route, which is certainly a route we are going to investigate here as we get through the offseason up to the NFL draft. So he gives up number two, number 36, and a second rounder in 2025 uh, to trade up for uh, number 73 with the Lions. And then he gives up number 102 and a third rounder in 2025. I don't know if I have all that sorted correctly, but the bottom line, guys, is Michael went on and got the Washington Commanders number one overall pick. Look at this draft. You end up with the number one overall pick, the 40th pick, the 67th pick, 73rd and number 100. So you still have five picks in the top 100. So that is solid. And Michael comes away with Caleb Williams, which of course will make all the Cliff Kingsbury guys happy. will certainly make Cliff Kingsbury happy. And you know what? If they're successful, it'll make us all happy. That's what we're all looking for. Then he goes out and gets Tyler Guyton at pick number 40. He is a right tackle. Could he transition over to left tackle? Sure. It has been done. Will it be done? I don't know. That's a, that's a little bit harder to, to answer. Uh, pick number 67, come back at Chris Braswell. Uh, they've got him line, lined up here as a linebacker slash edge out of Alabama. Uh, he was a defensive end in Alabama, potentially a, a hybrid guy. 73, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. You know I agree with that pick because I already picked him myself. Pick number 100, tight end Ben Sanat out of Kansas State. Not a bad prospect there. Uh, you get one lineman, you get two linebackers slash one edge and Chris Braswell. You get your quarterback of the future and you get a tight end. And we know this tight end room could certainly use some help. So Michael coming through with the mock draft. Appreciate you, Michael. And I appreciate all of you for coming through again, guys. This is our first look at Cliff Kingsbury. We already did a little bit of a look on Joe Witt Jr. last week. So if you're looking for that, go back there or come back later this week. We're going to continue to take our steps down into the cavern. That is this new coaching staff and see how much we can flesh out, how much we can come away with starting tomorrow. We are going to be in Ashburn. Dan Quinn, new head coach of the Washington Commanders, is speaking with the media. I will be there at 2.30 p.m. for the press conference, and then I will beat feedback here as soon as I can to lay down a Tuesday episode for you. It'll drop Monday night on most platforms. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders as always thank you for making locked on commanders your first listen of the day every day every day thanks for coming through like you do thank you so much for making me a part of your day part of your routine until we speak again please if you're out and about be safe be kind i'll see you next time for another episode of locked on commanders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day